When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. The biggest name up there is Rob's former coach, Bill Belichick. And look, I don't think Bill comes back there, but now it's just a matter of do they fire him or they decide to move apart in the next couple days, or do they try and hold on and trade for him? If you try and trade for him, then that's going to take a little bit longer. Either way, Jimmy, I think his tenure in New England's over. Well, even though he's my friend, I'll just say this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this. He loves coaching. He loves to compete. And with the right personnel, he can win a championship in Gronk. I think if he's out there, there'll be opportunities for him. Well said, and I will be shocked if he is gone. I won't believe it until I see it. His grandfather claws in. He has six Super Bowl wins with the New England Patriots. But I'm just curious, if they do trade him, let's say they trade him, it's a first-round pick, I would imagine. Yeah, that's what they would want, a first-round pick. Jimmy Johnson, Jay Glazer, and the Gronk himself, Rob Gronkowski, on the Fox pregame show today discussing the future of Bill Belichick as head coach of the New England Patriots. This is the Six Rings postgame show live on WEI. We're with you till 725, at which point we throw it on over to Westwood One's coverage of the final regular season game, game 272 of the 2023 NFL regular season. It'll be the Buffalo Bills at Pro uh, Hard Rock Stadium, excuse me, Pro Player Park. What is it? I still call it Joe Robbie Fitz at Hard Rock Stadium tonight against a uh, dinged up and uh, uh, decimated almost at this point, Andy, Miami Dolphins team. That should make for an interesting game to wrap up the regular season. And then again next Saturday, Super Wild Card Weekend, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then a Monday nighter as well. Uh, Andy, we should get to the phones real quick because, uh, well, I do want to get your spin on what, well, let me get your spin on Jay Glazer first before I catch up with J.D., John, Matt, Ron, and Jake, who's calling from Australia. Good day, mate. Uh, Jay Glazer's good. I agree with Jay Glazer. I've been saying it for a little while now. I thought it was done, and now it was just the, how do we uh, exactly get through this? And I continue to throw out there teams like the Cowboys and Bills that could be... um, reactionary suitors let's just say for bill belichick at the right time but that time will not be tomorrow or tuesday or wednesday you gotta wait till they bow out unceremoniously from the postseason and i don't know exactly how this timeline plays out i still think you know how um sometimes quarterbacks or even star players star pitcher whatever they put together like lists of teams i would accept a trade to i'm not asking for a trade but I would accept a trade to these five teams, these seven teams. I'm wondering if it could be something like that. Remember there was a quarterback. Who was it? Was it Russell Wilson? One of the quarterbacks that ended up, I think, getting traded in the midst of sort of the debate and the the, the rumors, there was like, oh, he's put together a list of teams he would accept a trade to, even though he's not yet asking for it. Yeah, trade. that was Russell Wilson. Okay, so Russell Wilson. So go down the Russell Wilson road. Bill, if we were to look into trading you, is there a list of, two four six teams you'd be interested in in being traded to you don't have to tell me right now go do your research if you want check in on the horrific cap situation in los angeles with the chargers check in with the whatever with the tampa bay buccaneers or the atlanta falcons and then get back to me and then once i have that list maybe that helps us bridge a gap until the end of this game yeah, see, the Dallas Cowboys are up 21-10 right now on Washington, but could they pull a Dallas Cowboys and a Dak Prescott and a Mike McCarthy and flame out early in the postseason, to which yep. point then Jerry Jones says, I don't care, I gotta whatever it's going to cost me, I'm going to have to get rid of McCarthy and bring in uh, bring in Belichick. But, but could Bill Belichick, Andy, he's not going to get out of Dak Prescott what Mike McCarthy has this season. Like, making Dak the centerpiece of the offense this year and running everything through him, has helped tremendously. Like, Dak's had his best offensive season to date. Yes, Cowboys sometimes are going to Cowboy, but 
is is Bill Belichick at this particular age, even with all of his wisdom, experience, expertise, and beyond, is he going to be the one to help them cross the threshold? Is it going to be the Chargers? Excuse Could, me? Are you doubting Bill? Did you just infer on any level that Mike McCarthy is a better coach than Bill Belichick? I did not infer on any That's level. What but heard. what is it that Bill Belichick is going to do with the Dallas Cowboys that will Finish. help get them over the edge beyond whatever uh, McCarthy's done with their I, – I, be it's a light year's to, better coach. Mike McCarthy's a bit of a boob. I know that. Okay, Everybody well, knows McCarthy. Are you? Boob. Are you? Do, but don't tell no, me. No, no. What McCarthy no, no. has done with the offense this year, taking the like Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers. McCarthy takes over play calling. Hard to argue this year with the offensive, the, the way that their offense is played, especially at home this year. Sure. Do you th- what? So Belichick, you think Bill Belichick at age seventy-two? I'm not saying better <laughs> overall coach. What would he do with this team? that would prevent offensive regression considering the, the difficulties he's had coaching the offense the last few years and allow them to take the next step beyond the Eagles, beyond the 49ers, beyond everybody, and get to a Super Bowl. So he still has Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, and a good offensive line, right? Should have Pollard, although he was on a franchise tag this year. Any which way, they'll have a couple of running backs, yes, and they'll have Ferguson. Uh, maybe he has Derrick Henry instead, I don't know. Um, that that very, actually would not surprise me at all. So... Um, I think he would lead them to success, I think, potentially. Like, I don't dismiss, because the Patriots' offense has sucked in recent years, I don't necessarily then just say, the game has passed Bill by, the Patriot offensive way by. The guy has overseen some of the greatest offenses in the history of the National Football League. With Tom Brady, because you always have to say, with Tom Brady, or people get mad. Um, so <laughs> do I do I think he could do that? Yes, I think he could do that. I absolutely think he could do that. Has... And we need to look what happens here. Bill Belichick might be the closer, the always-be-closing guy, because mm-hmm. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are capable just on pure skill of getting to a certain level. And the question is, do they need help getting over the hump? Just like Tom Brady needed to help the Bucks get over the hump, teach them how to win, change the culture a little bit, the expectations, the attitudes. Could Bill Belichick do that? Yes, absolutely. Could Bill Belichick help that defense that has one of the best players on the planet as its leader? Absolutely. And do I think Bill Belichick could lead that offense in a successful way with whoever he brings in? Maybe it's Josh McDaniels. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I absolutely think he could do that. And I am a little offended that you doubt his ability to be better than Mike McCarthy. I just wonder what Bill Belichick would do. I mean, is it going to just be an all-defensive measure? Will their special teams get buttoned up? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing however which way the Dallas Cowboys find a way to flame out this particular postseason as well. And if Bill Belichick wants to go down, and I mean, you got to think, too, he's not going to be, if he were to go to Dallas, let's say, and you yeah. pointed out to Dallas a number of times, He's not going to be able to – is he going to deal with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones? Because I doubt yeah. Belichick's demands – I mean, Belichick's demands probably would include, okay, I want to be in charge of personnel, and then Jerry's going to be like, yeah, well, that's Stephen's job. No. He would say, absolutely, just like when Parcells was in charge. I'd be happy to give it to you, Bill, because I want to win. I'm desperate. I am going to die soon, and I want to die with another ring on my damn finger. About time we get back to the glory days. He says it differently, wow. and I think he's allowed to say it. So I, but I'm not going to well, say. Well, Jerry what he says. has Jerry has said many times that he does enjoy a little glory hole. So he would, are we allowed to say that on the radio? Uh, it's actually just it refers to a place where uh, oil, money, riches are found when digging in the earth. Yes, <laughs> also refers to a place where something else is found. But... All right, well, everyone knew that. You didn't have to Mason point it glory out. Hole. <laughs> See, there I you can't go. Can't believe that's allowed on the radio. Uh, there's a lot of things that are allowed on the radio. We just try to get away with most of them and don't bring them to light, sir. Good and Lord. I bid you good day. You know what? Now I'm with you. Now I'm with the kid last night that said, "What are you trying to, get? <laughs> trying to hit the jumbo package?" Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. All right, Andy. Let's get to a couple of these calls quick before we let's catch up with our people, my people, those people, your people. Oh, so uh, the ones that are warm because they didn't go to the game today. Maybe some of them are actually in the lots at Gillette still. Maybe some of them are on the way home, driving carefully. Hopefully. Two hands on the wheel, everybody. Two, ten, what is it, 10 and 2? Yes, 10 and 2, everybody. It's actually please. not 10 and 2 anymore. I forgot what it what is. What is it now? I don't know, but that's a misnomer. They teach something new in driver's ed. All right, so we got 10 and 2 for, for me when I learned. And I, yeah, that was, that was, that was 10 a long years time ago. ago. That was a long time ago. You're not as young as you think you are, Joe Braverman. All right. Coming forever. Yeah, at least you're an equal opportunity offender. That's the one yep. thing that I appreciate. Sprinkler that. offense. All y'all. JD is in Hull. JD, oh. how are you? 
Hey, what's going on? Oh, great. You segue my phone call with a glory hole reference. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome um, to our world, J.D. <laughs> just a small window into my world, like I say. Hey, guys, um, I, I, I love your show. The Six Rings um, postgame show is awesome. You guys have been great. Thank you for taking my call. I won't take much of your time. Just Thank a couple you, of quick thoughts. First, no, thank you. First is the whole thing with Belichick, and I think you just touched on this. He, you know, he's from the Bill Parcells tree, you know, the whole, you know, I, I, I want to buy the groceries to make the dinner. Um, but, and, and I agree with that. But, but then I think he has two sons that are on this coaching staff. So does that play a part in negotiations or what happens? I don't know. Um, but and so my second one was you. You guys were asking who am I looking for? Who am I rooting for in the playoffs moving forward? Yes, sir. Uh, for me, it's it's the Cleveland Browns. I think it's I think Cleveland can really make a run. Pretty sure they're locked into the five seed and go to Houston. I mean, I know Houston. You know, has done really well with their draft picks recently, but I just. I look at Cleveland. I really think they can make a run. I really do, guys. Yeah. And just want to listen yep. to your thoughts. Okay, J.D., thanks so much for the kind words for tuning into the podcast, the postgame and beyond. We really appreciate you sticking with us, the original uh, odd couple of Boston Sports Radio here, Fitzy and Hart on WEI. So, Andy, yeah, right now, um, so the Ravens are going to get the bye. The Dolphins, if they win tonight, they keep the two. If not, does that mean the Chiefs bump up to the two, the Texans the three? And the bill, oh, the Bills actually would be eleven and six, so the Bills would jump up to the number two. Yeah. Wow! So basically, it's a battle win. for second place. Yeah, the Bills That's win. A, they're the two. They're the two. Okay. So have the they bill- eliminated? There was a, a way the Bills could lose and miss the playoffs. Has that been eliminated, or is that uh, still- yeah? No. The Bills have already clinched the spot because okay. Jacksonville lost. Because Jacksonville okay, crapped yeah, the bed yeah. earlier. Yeah. So now there you would have the Bills, the Williams hosting the Stillers next week, and now that they lost T.J. Watt, that definitely dampens their. Steelers are dead to me since uh, Mason Rudolph failed to get over 189 passing yards and cost me a plus 950 parlay. Oof, that's a tough beat. I know you had He's that Najee Harris anytime dead to he hit me. up early. Was- the Chiefs would then play. The Chiefs would play the sixth seed, who could potentially be the Dolphins, and I'd be in for that one. And I've already and I have all my funds ready. Tyree to be Kill on the, uh, the You got to love those narratives and storylines. And Absolutely. then it would be the four or five Texans Browns. Giddy up. Um, so I just have to ask a question. I'm not necessarily making um, a judgment here on the caller's idea. And, and of it's usually the when someone says that we all know the preface. When you say I'm not judging, that's usually when you're judging, which is fine. But weren't the Browns a um, I can't possibly root for them organization because they gave up multiple first round picks and handed 250 million dollars to a serial sexual alleged uh, somebody who guy. did some uh some yeah. untoward things in some dms and maybe some massage tables and i know he's not playing but they're still right. the same organization that sold their soul to that for devil you know, also for me personally i can't root for a team that is this good and has four different quarterbacks starting like it's five. just it's against five. logic why is that jealousy no, it, I just feel like it's against logic. Like well, a, that's what a good team when you build doesn't a good roster. A good team doesn't have five different quarterbacks. Sorry. Contraire, mon frere. When yes. you build a good roster, you can win with multiple quarterbacks, and that's what they have. They, ha- you know, the Andy Hart's called of success in the NFL. Either a top score five QB, more points than the other team. Well, that's one of them. Uh, top five QB or top five roster. If you can marry both, you're freaking awesome. But and right now they have a top. They arguably have a top five roster in their conference yep. for sure. I mean, they're in the playoffs for goodness' yes. sake. And Joe Flacco, inarguably, is playing top five quarterback in the NFL right now. And don't forget, they got Schwartz, who Paul from Providence loves. Schwartz, he wants him <laughs> to be the next. Patriots I actually coach. happen to have heard that call when you were in with Keith this week. And let me tell you, uh, it was a long play just to get to his Schwartz joke. It's but, fine. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I know. It was, it was worth it for me. It was always, I, I consider every one of those calls performance art. 617-779-7937 is the number. John, Matt, Jake, Rick, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you guys. Mike Cadlick coming up in 15 minutes as well. Bill, the loss to the Jets did drop you to 4-13. and 13. Would you characterize this as one of the most difficult seasons you've ever coached? And has it taken any of the wind out of your sails as far as the effort it takes to coach? 
Uh, no, I mean, I enjoy coaching. Um, like I said, it was a disappointing season. I covered that in the opening statement. And I really don't have anything to add. That's how I feel. But, no, I still I like coaching the team. I like preparing the team, game planning, coaching on Sundays. Um, but the results weren't good, and none of us are happy with those. Bill Belichick today at the tail end of his presser following the defeat at home to wrap up the 2023 season. Pats finished 4 13, losing today 17 3 against the New York Jets. This is the Six Rings post game show live on WEI with Fitzy and Hart. We'll hear momentarily from Mike Cadlick. Fourier will join the show later. Plus, Andy, we will get to some season ending stats as well for your New England Patriots. Some leaders, some gainers, some poppers, some thumpers, and disappointers along the way as poppers well. Poppers and forget- poopers. Party poopers and beyond. Uh, plus, we'll also have Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down, and of course, the Cars for Kids player of the game. Now, unfortunately, the playoffs are something that will not be coming around Playoffs? Here. Yeah, playoffs. About playoffs. We will not be talking playoffs as far as your New England Patriots. It's been a couple of years, and I know that's one of the things that Robert Kraft is taking into and under consideration with the big decision uh, that they had. Playoffs? Had. Don't talk about <laughs> playoffs? You well, if me? I'm going to talk playoffs, playoffs, Jim Mora, I'm going to have to talk about the fabulous snacks that you'll have to enjoy while listening to them on WEI because WEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. Wise Snacks is giving away 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Just go to wisegameday.com today for your chance to win. And take it from a couple of dipsy doodles. Nobody brings the crunch in the postseason like Wise. Back to the phones we go. Andrew, let's speak to uh, John and Quincy. John, how are you? Hey, how's it going? What's um, up, buddy? I just had a quick thought. Quick thought on Mike Mike Vrabel yep. and um, all the hype that comes with his name. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't really impressed with what he's done in Tennessee, and I don't know how anybody can think he's done a good job in Tennessee. I mean, he's been there for what four years and hasn't done anything really special. I'll hang up and listen. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks. All right, he's thanks very much. Uh, he's been there for five years. That's it. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, I believe, was Mike Vrabel's first season. Let's take a look. Let's go to the statistics. He took the Titans to the AFC Championship at one point. I know, but everyone just because he hasn't yeah. won, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, hasn't gone to a Super Bowl. So now everyone's up his rear about uh yeah, he took over uh, in January 2018. He was hired as HC of the TT on a 5-year deal. 18, 19, 20, 20, 22. He's resigned since then and uh unlike what Mike Lombardi told us, he has 2 years remaining on his deal. I find Mike Vrabel to be I mean, I think he's a pretty darn good coach. Me too. Uh, the roster fell apart. It was somebody's great idea to get rid of A.J. Brown and trade John him Robinson. off for Traylon Burks. That didn't work very well. Yep, John Robinson paid for that mistake with his job. Yeah, he unfortunately, his job. yes, he did. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a nice little season, but more to the point, I mean, Derrick Henry played his butt off today. He actually spoke with microphone in hand to the crowd at the stadium today following their surprise win over the Jaguars, knocking... See, they played a little bit of a... They played spoiler today very nicely. It was an elimination game for a team that was supposed to win their conference, their rather their division handily, and the Titans knocked them off. So, obviously, no quit in the Titans down the stretch playing for Mike Vrabel. I think Vrabel's a good coach. I'm No, he hasn't gone to the Super Bowl, but, uh, I mean, is that the new standard? Like, if you haven't gone to the Super Bowl and won it within five years, you're not a good coach? Or you're um, wildly overrated? I mean... <laughs> From a Patriots perspective, based on how two decades went, there's some truth to that. But get get out of that fake world and let's get back into the real world first before we get back into the fake world. Because, yes, they went to nine Super Bowls, 24 years. Like, that's one every three years. 13 AFC title games. That means every other year you made the playoffs. But mm-hmm. put that all in the past. Men in black yourself. Get that thing out. Boom! Right in front of your face. Forget all that. And let's now start with reality. Mike Frabel, good coach. Been to the mm-hmm. playoffs three times. Had three seasons without playoffs. Two losing seasons in a row. Maybe falling out of favor uh, in Tennessee. Now, he, I think, would make similar arguments to Belichick about talent and quarterbacks and things of that nature that have blown up for them in the last couple of years. Um, but the big issue that I would say that I, like, he's not that old. You know I'm right. big on the age timeline part. Yeah. Like, if Belichick were younger, I'd probably be more open to giving him another chance to to turn this around, but he isn't. Um, I like Vrabel. It's why I proposed the trade for him three years ago. Um, if he's available, probably costs less now. Um, you can probably get more for Belichick than you'd have to give up to get Vrabel potentially. Ooh. Maybe that would work. Maybe um, they, that, That's a negotiation I'm sure they would probably love to win. 
Imagine an NBA-style three-way deal where you get a team involved, like two other teams, another team with the Titans and the Patriots, and then rotate coaches. You trade Bill to somebody. Somebody trades like picks to Tennessee, like a whole thing. Now, that'd be fun. That would be. It, do I don't a little, think it's uh, realistic, but no, I don't. I don't think <laughs> a, a three. T- can you a three team trade involving multiple head coaches? Highly, awesome. highly doubt them pulling that one off. But hey, listen, you never know. These so days are you a, you a yay or a nay on if we were to rank our I'm just spitballing real quick here, not official by any means. Mm-hmm. But if I said, give me your three uh, candidates from three to one or one to three. That for the next head coach of the Patriots, if Bill Belichick is relieved of his duties, as yeah. they are saying on Fox Sports with Jay Glazer, um, and go with the um, the known candidates or commodities. I don't need you to pull somebody out of your bunghole unless yep. you have somebody. Oh, boy. Just... That got intense right there uh, and partially graphic. I would go, okay, in terms of likelihood, I'm no, going to go. No, no, no. Oh, not oh, like desire? Like who? your preference. If you were hiring, yep. the top three candidates would be three to one. Okay, I would go Vrabel one. Uh, I would go Ben Johnson two and Gerard Mayo three. Okay, I'd go Vrabel would be my uh, third choice. My number two choice would be Jim Harbaugh. I'm swallowing my pride. I don't like him. Wow, Harbaugh two? Wow. Yeah, and then Gerard Mayo I think is the most likely and best candidate. He's in-house he mm-hmm. bought. Uh, he he sold me last Tuesday. He really yep. sold me. I know it's probably ridiculous and idiotic, but he sold me. No, he spoke well. He he acquitted himself quite nicely. I thought when he spoke to that report uh, that had come out a while ago that uh, Bedard had resurfaced and Volan had even mentioned, I believe, a while back that there had been some friction in the building that he had quote rubbed some people the wrong way. Uh, he, I, I actually love the way that he embraced it, addressed it, owned up to it, didn't deny it, say, oh, these are erroneous allegations, rather just like had a very mature worldview and perspective on it, that the kind of which made me think, hey, this is somebody who can motivate people. All right, I'll, I'll give you, for instance, also why people should get potentially excited about him today. So when we're down here at the stadium and we do our little pregame talk show up in the Putnam Club, uh, I had told you guys before, James White was kind enough to join us today and had a drew a huge crowd. Just terrific. What so much good fan service, great stories and whatever. He said, you know, now he only spent one season with Gerard Mayo. It was James White's rookie year, Gerard Mayo's final year. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, uh Mayo was done after they won Super Bowl forty nine, correct? Uh I think I he punched he out after that. Back one more year. Maybe he played one of the years. Okay, well anyway, so he had very little didn't have a ton of time with him. He said he used words loud, knowledgeable, charismatic, energetic, like all the things you want to hear different from me or Gerard Mayo. (laughs) Yes, he was speaking about you, Andy. He was talking about it's like I tell you that Andy Hart guy. He's really he's loud. He's charismatic, energetic. Yeah, no, he sang his praises and said he thought he would be true. He also liked Vrabel a lot, loved like just struck him as a real football guy. Well, now, this think, is a Wisconsin guy showing some love to somebody who cut his teeth at Ohio State as well. But I uh, think that Vrabel and Mayo are similar in that they are real football guys. They bring a little bit of a um, hardo mentality, more so Vrabel bit. than Mayo. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but they're also their own guys. Mm-hmm. There, there is no anyone who thinks that because Gerard Mayo played and coached under Bill Belichick that he's like next. Belichick in line or something has never been around Gerard Mayo. That that is just an ignorant viewpoint. Uh, he's his own man. He's a modern man. He's a unique man. Um, doesn't mean he's going to succeed. I, I mean, he could fall flat on his face in two years as Patriots head coach. Yep. But Gerard Mayo is his own man. He's no baby Belichick at all. We have Mike Cadlick waiting, but real quick, uh, Mike, just hang tight one sec because uh, Jake is in Australia and someone who calls from halfway around the world. I just want to make sure that I get to Jake's call before we lose his uh, his connection or his his calling card runs out. Hi, Jake. Jake. How are we going, guys? How are you? Um, well, I am great. Woke up at 4 a.m. to watch Bill's last game this morning. Well, there you're we a good go. fan. And it was, it was a pillar. It was great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a turd show on ice, right? It was. Oh, I was so happy I woke up for that. And then I was wondering because I had to go to work about halfway through the third quarter. Did Slater get a play in the offense? Sadly, no. no, he did not. 
Oh, you're joking. No, I wish I was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Jake, sadly no. he did not get a play. No special plays, no packages or formations run for Matthew Slater. Uh, you didn't miss much when you had to wake up and go to work, uh, or rather weren't able to stick around for the rest of the game. It was as ugly to the very bitter finish. There were more turnovers. There was a lack of offense. Uh, it wasn't great, Jake. What are you looking forward to most about whoever's next and whatever is next to come with your Patriots? Uh, this, I'm an open book. My Australian football team has sucked for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of accustomed to what's about to happen if it happens poorly. So as long yep. as they get, you know, start with players or a coach, it's it's never going to be one or both at the same time. It's going to be one or the other. They're going to have either a good coach and not enough good players or good <laughs> players and not a good enough coach. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of change this offseason, Jake, so make sure you stay tuned. And uh, as always, check in with uh, your guys, Fitzy and Hart, on the Six Rings podcast and beyond, and we'll try to keep you as up-to-date as possible, okay? I will. You guys have a good rest of the evening. Yes, and uh, and you have a great rest of your Monday, Jake. Thanks very much. That was Jake from Australia calling. His line is open at 617-779-7937. Now to the Harbor One hotline, our beatdown reporter who today uh, – finishes his first season on the beat covering the New England Patriots for WEEI, WEEI.com, and is a part of our growing Six Rings and Football Things family and community. It is the one and only at Mike Cadlick himself here, once again, on the Harbor One Hotline. All right, Mike, one word to describe, not just, not today, your first season on the beat covering the Pats for EEI. Clean. Well, how are you going to one-up me with that awesome Australian accent? Like, now I just come in with my stupid voice, and I, I don't get to talk like a nice little, uh, a nice little Aussie. But, uh, no, that guy was awesome. The season's been awesome. Uh, I don't care that I was the beatdown reporter. Um, obviously, uh, uh, quite the way to be baptized into the, uh, the reporting yes. world. Uh, yep. Did some part-time stuff last year. But full-time on the beat, it was fun. It was good. Uh, we'll see. We have plenty to look forward to next season. Um, so it'll be a fun off season, but no, the, the season that was a whole, it, it was fun. It's a, uh, it's a dream job and I've had the time of my life. You will not forget it any time. <laughs> Are you and, drunk? Uh, unpredictable? The He's going to be singing green day all the way home. Exactly. Andy, uh, please your next question, but I will say this, um, Mike, you won't forget this season anytime soon. Put it that way. And nope. just think about how much you'll appreciate the rosier, sunnier, more successful times to come. When I'm covering Drake may in a Super Bowl, like oh! those seasons. Oh, Wow. There we go. He went there. He went there. That's on the record, Cat. Like, you know we're going to go back to that for a while now. (laughs) Yep, flip it. So what was your – we love to get your insight into the locker room. I saw it looked like there was some emotion in the locker room, various ways, support of Matthew Slater, uh, guys emotional about the end of the season. Sounded like a lot of support for Bill Belichick from the players. What was your kind of takeaway from uh, a few minutes uh, with the locker room? Yeah, um, you hit it on the head with emotional. Obviously, uh, Matthew Slater looked emotional the entire time. Uh, I spoke to him at his locker for a second, uh, just you know, just said thank you and kind of picked his brain a little bit. But he just he sounds appreciative about you know everything that he's been through here. Um, you know, he, you could see it in his eyes that he had been crying. You obviously saw the picture that came out from David Andrews on the, uh, the Patriots social. He looked like yep. he was bawling his eyes out. That's a guy who, even after the game. He said that he thinks he still has something left in the tank. I think he might be done. Uh, I feel like the Patriots know something we don't because they featured him on social, and he was obviously very emotional talking after the game too. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was done. But, I mean, you're right, Andy, as far as, you know, having support for the coach. And Jabril Pepper said, you know, he felt like they lost it for Bill Belichick. And, you know, despite all of the the flack he's gotten, to use it in his own words, uh, these players still want to play for Bill. Um, I, I don't know about necessarily here or with this team, but I mean, I feel like he still uh, c- can do enough as a football coach in this league. And so uh, I just, I look at, you know, what, what happened today and what happened in this season and you know, Bill's not going anywhere. And he, it sounded like he kind of, you know, alluded to that after the game where he said he still loves the game and he still loves coaching. So whatever hap- will happen, we'll obviously have to wait and see this week, but uh, the vibes were disappointed because I feel like, uh, Everybody, myself, Belichick, the players, you guys, uh, even if you didn't think they were necessarily going to go 11 and 6 like I did and contend for the postseason, <laughs> you didn't think they were going to go 4 and 13. And no. so 
uh, it was it was a tough year, and I think uh, they're they're all just kind of uh, you know letting letting it sink in, I guess. So, Mike, after Andy and I had a robust dialogue about the fans or lack thereof in the stands early to kick off today's Six Rings postgame show, uh, we got on to a sort of a, a back and forth on the players you saw today putting forth the kind of effort that would say to you, let's just say you as general manager, you as coach next year, you as someone involved with the team, the players who stood out to you in the latter part of the season, but especially today, nothing on the line, playing for their coach, half-full stadium, miserable conditions on field where you could barely see it was like TV static in real life out there with the swirling wind and the snow. Who stuck out to you? Who's on that Mike Cadillac list of, you are a Patriot next year, I hope? Oh, man. Matthew Slater? (laughs) How's that for an answer? Uh, Geez, I man, uh, look, I know, Andy, you said it to me on Twitter, even though it seems like you pulled up, but like someone like Ezekiel Elliott is a guy who, through and through this year, whatever his number was called upon, just played hard. And I know I, I used it actually in my, my five thoughts uh, of, of the game as far as Zeke pulling up lame and kind of not getting his incentive. I still thought that was a good business decision for him. Yep. Because he has a lot of cash waiting for him this offseason because he did exactly what they needed him to do this year. Um, you know, I feel like people kind of thought he might come in with an attitude because he just lost his job to Tony Pollard in Dallas. But uh, I would say that he did the exact opposite of that this season. And so I would look for a guy like Zeke to, you know, potentially come back for the right price. And uh, he's a guy who, you know, I think that pours his heart and soul into it every single play. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you always look at guys like Jelani Tavai, Jawan Benley, Jabril Peppers. Those guys are sort of cornerstone players that I would look for this team to, you know, lean on next season um, and sort of continue to try and build a new Patriot way um, around guys like that because the defense was never the problem this season. You saw that this, this year, and you even saw it tonight until uh, that last touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I would go with Peppers, Tavai, and, and Bentley on the defensive side. Andy, just kind of, you know, played it through. If I can, real quick, I just want to share this one thing. Mike, I'm not sure if you saw this or Andy. Uh, Mark Daniels tweeted this out about two hours ago from the locker room. I'm not sure if you heard this, Mike. Ezekiel Elliott said, quote, when I was younger, I always wanted to play a game in the snow. <laughs> then I play a game in the snow, and I was like, wow, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. I, I did hear that. That was, that was very real. That was very real, and I, I agree. I don't want to cover a game in the snow anymore either. Uh, Mike, so uh, the fight that Fitzy and I had, uh, had earlier that he alluded to um, was re- in regards to I was very disappointed with the crowd today, 38,000 or whatever it was, um, for yeah. what was r- widely expected and projected to be Belichick's last game, and I thought um, it was a little embarrassing for the Foxborough faithful, especially if you're in the world of maybe there's a chance Bill can stick around and maybe if we show up and start a chant or something. i got to think Robert Kraft looks down and sees a half-empty stadium and a 17-3 loss to the Jets in the season finale to go 4-13. and If he had any doubts of what the decision was, I feel like fans helped them make the final decision. What were your thoughts yeah. on the uh, half-empty stadium? Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it was definitely empty. The 300 sections were bare. Uh, the, the red-level seats, there was hardly anyone in them. I mean, there were some people here, but there, you're right. There was no, we want Bill. There was no cheering him off the, off the field as, it, uh, you know, as the game came to an end, even though they, they lost it. And so, look, I don't know how much... It might ultimately weigh into the decision, but I think using the word embarrassing is a little much. I mean, they were 4-13, and 13, and so that's still on the coach, and that's still on uh, you know the team to actually get the fans out here. I don't put that on the fans. I put it on the team and the product that was put on the field where we're sitting here on January 7th. It's snowing. You can hardly get to the stadium, and why would I go watch this team when they're not putting a good product on the field? So I, I don't put it on the fans. I put it on the team for not getting the fans out here even though it's the last game of the supposedly what you guys tell me is the greatest coach of all time? If it was Tom Brady's last game, do you think they would have showed up? Oh, boy. Yeah, probably because Brady didn't yeah, – I guess Brady kind of did go out a loser. He threw a pick on his last game. But he still gave, he, he played in the playoffs. So, um, look, if, if the Crafts had said that it was going to be Bill's last game, I guarantee just about every seat was filled but or would be filled. But there's still plenty of unknown here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I, but I, I think using the word embarrassing for it is pretty strong. Yeah, I would use stronger, but I'm on the radio. Wow, <laughs> wow! You see what I got to deal Hart with, Mike? And I and I'm I still keep a smile on my face. And no, I, still... I I love the fans that showed up. The thirty eight thousand, I give you a lot yeah. of credit. The thirty thousand that stayed home and and showed their true colors and showed their faithfulness. The Foxborough faithful, you are what you are. 
And this has been another edition so of Battle Lines with Andy not, Hart. You don't, you don't put that on the team for not getting the fans out here because they're 4-13 and 13 and they stunk all season long? No. Well, first of all, they already paid for the tickets. But the bulk of the tickets are paid for, and you're choosing to either try to sell them on the secondary market or just eat the loss. But I think we, we always like to say Boston sports fans are more knowledgeable and in tune than anybody else, more passionate. And this is the guy that everybody tells me is the greatest coach of all time. Would you go see Babe Ruth? Would you go see... I don't even know, like whoever you want to say. Uh, let me let me ask you this: Would this just be some sort of like victory lap appreciation you wanted people to come out for today? I mean, there wasn't like you weren't Support. seeing Babe Ruth swing the bat one last time. You weren't seeing Michael Jordan try to do a twenty foot pull up J one last time or hit a baseline runner. You were you, seeing I, Bill do what he did for twenty it was years. Bill just standing on the sideline, snotting in his in his mask yeah. that he put on. So like but that's I, all I he's done for twenty years. Uh, there you was just some. I would have been here. I'll say that. I would have been here, but I don't think I would call myself embarrassing either if I wasn't. Well, I'm sure the people that didn't show up are not calling themselves embarrassing. <laughs> it's me I heard, calling I, I heard as much from people that folks that came today that had other tickets tried to give them away, and by and large, the response from people was, no thanks. Exactly. That's but they, they have a reason. The team That's, stinks. The team is just not, not very good. Mike, uh, the team certainly should the be better stink. next year. The, you stink. All right, come on. We're talking to Mike Cadlick. This is not the Andy Hart sh- For God's sakes, go have a slice of pizza or something. Um, so, Pickle. Yeah, exactly. I, listen, it's not I a Mike I wasn't invited. Cad- there was it's a not- big party at the Cadlick house. Lots of pizzas. <laughs> looked like a buffet for lots of people, and I wasn't invited. Oh, yeah. It's not a Mike Cadlick conversation we'll unless we have a pickle pizza party, right, baby? Um, and, Mike, I will correct. be bringing the, por- the portable pizza oven that I got to our Six Rings party that we're going to have in the uh, – parking lot of uh, odyssey boston sometime soon and we will be making pickle pizzas for everyone oh, excellent. Just so you, that'll be good for you all right so what's next mike so like what do we what do we see how do we andy and i have speculated a bit as to how we see this week progressing i know the patriots announced a couple hours ago that bill belichick will be made available tomorrow morning at seven thirty in a video conference yep. obviously he's not feeling very well so it's not going to be an in-person so we'll all be up for that. He'll probably, do we know if he's going to actually connect with the Greg Hill Show tomorrow and have a season-ending interview or is. exit chat? He is not. I believe Patriots Monday and Friday is finished. Uh, Correct. Okay. Effective last Friday. Gotcha. Okay, so. We'll he's hear ditching from... us like the fans ditched him. Oh, it just keep, <laughs> you, to... oh, boy. And you wonder why people sometimes right, leave next? their dogs I'll, by the I'll side of the road. I'll answer the question. What is yeah. next for this team? Let's see. We have yeah. Belichick at 7.30 tomorrow morning via video conference, like you said. Yep. A nice 8.15 final open locker room, trash bag day, clean out day. Oh. Uh, and then the season is over. Uh, one thing I will add and that you can look forward to is uh, third-string quarterback Mac Jones told us today in the locker room that he will speak to media tomorrow in the locker room. Uh, so nice. look forward to that around 8.15 a.m. We'll get his final thoughts on the season that was. Wait, and what did you was, make of that? Then, uh, what did you make of that, Mike? What did you make of Nathan Rourke like having a better week of practice and deserving the, the number two slot today, as Belichick said in his postgame? I, I kind of wonder if it was one final F you to Mac Jones from Bill Belichick. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, because I want, I mean, honestly, I don't see how – Nathan Rourke is a better backup option than Mac Jones right now. I just don't. like that. He's hardly been here. He barely has learned the system. And so I just think that was someone, Bill or personnel, whoever you are, I mean, Bill's personnel as far as we know. So someone kind of needling Mac. Or maybe it was as simple as trying to maybe, I don't know, preserve some trade value for the guy if you can get any, where you're going to get rid of him next season. I know you might not get much for him because he hasn't been great, but if he had to go out there today and he gets hurt, you know, God forbid he pops, Pops a knee, pops an ACL or something, then you can't trade him for anything. So maybe it was just preserving that. But I did think it was kind of odd that, you know, you kind of just said, oh, yeah, and by the way, you're not playing for the last game of the year either. That was that was tough. I, Mike, yeah. this is presumptuous on our part, but Fitz sure. and I just did it, so we'll give you the opportunity. <laughs> uh, rank Let's your top three uh, choices to replace Bill Belichick, presuming that he is indeed done as the Patriots coach. Oh, boy. All right. Um well, there's a lot of caveats to these, and I know we're presuming, so I'll just, I'll just do it. If, if the Patriots can get their hands on Caleb Williams, then I think the number one choice would be Eric Bieniemy. I think Caleb Williams fits that, uh, wow. you know, that Kansas City-like system that he ran uh, with the yeah. Chiefs. So I think Bieniemy and Caleb Williams would be the number one choice for me. Is, is that, that going to happen? No. Is that only Caleb Williams? On, like, is there a duo? Yeah, either? I think Caleb Williams would pair well with Eric Bannamy, so that's kind of my option A. Uh, you know, 
year, but I don't think that'll happen. So option B head coach, I, I really do like the idea of Mike Vrabel coming here. Um, I think as much as, you know, Mayo may, I guess, deserve a shot. I don't know if he really even does, but deserve a shot to kind of get the reins here. Uh, I still think Vrabel is a better choice. He's sort of halfway clean house. And instead of bringing, you know, Mayo in here and, holding on to what's left of the Belichick tree besides the actual, you know, the actual roots in, in Bill. Uh, I'm, I would rather go with Vrabel uh, on that front. I think he can garner a locker room, and it sounds like he wants to be out of Tennessee. So I like Vrabel there. And number three, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with Jim Harbaugh. I like oh, the idea okay. of Jim Harbaugh. Andy, I know you wrote about Harbaugh uh, this week. I know you've talked about it a few times, and I think we talked about it last week on, on Radio 2 where he's a guy who comes in – it's it's short term. He's like Bar, he's like Parcells. He comes in, he wins, he pisses somebody off, and he leaves. And <laughs> I kind of like that. They kind of need something like that. Quick in, you know, rejuvenate the franchise, get a couple wins under their belt, maybe go to the playoffs, you know, contend for a Super Bowl, and then him and Kraft will get in an argument, and then he'll bounce. So uh, <laughs> we'll go with those three: Eric Bieniemy, Mike Vrabel, Jim Harbaugh. One, two, three. And your pick for uh, we'll leave you on this, Mike. We've got to get you out because we got to catch a break, and I want to let you uh, get back to your night, and we'll look forward to reading everything you have tonight as well as all week long in a very pivotal week in Patriots Nation at WEI.com. Oh, yeah. um, who do you like tomorrow night in the national championship? Ooh, uh, I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, watching wow. Michael Penix last week was awesome. Uh, I know Michigan's defense will be a different beast for him, but uh, Washington's defense played pretty well last weekend for what it was worth against Texas. I like Paddock's better than J.J. McCarthy, so I'm going with the Huskies. Uh, shout out Doug Kide from Boston Herald uh, to win the national championship uh, tomorrow night. And there you have it. You can follow him at Mike Cadlick. You can read him at WEI.com. He's a part of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast and broadcast community. Mike, great work this year. Like I said, you'll never forget it. Uh, and now you can go home, relax, put your feet up next to your fiancé, have a nice little pickle uh-huh. pizza, and enjoy Bills and Dolphins. We will catch up with you later. And thanks very much for being an integral part of the postgame show this season as well, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. And uh, as far as we can say, go Pats. Exactly. See ya. Now, see, that's how you do it, and it's not embarrassing. Six one seven seven. Well, he showed up. Ah, for God's sake. Unlike Fourier, he blows us off every week now, so he's yeah. the embarrassing one. Exactly. Shame on him. 617-779-7937. When we come back, we'll get to some year-end Patriots statistics. We'll do Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down on the day and the season overall. The Cars for Kids player of the game. And next thing you know, it's going to be 730. We will say farewell on this, the ultimate edition of the Six Rings postgame show for the 2023 season on WEEI. Just about a half hour left here on the post-game show. we got some season-ending stats. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Cars for Kids player of the game to get to as well. Plus your calls. So here we go. Back to the phones we go. we got Ricky in Rhode Island. Ricky. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Pretty good. So let me give you a speakerphone. One sec. Oh, thanks. So, so Hart, when you... Uh, when you're assuming that Bill's going to be gone, is that because you want him gone, or do you think he's going to leave? Um, what do you mean by want? Like, well, like, are you rooting for somebody else? Like, who who do you want to replace no, see, him? So you said a good word. I don't ever root for somebody to lose their job, but I think he has performed at a level to which it's worthy of him losing his job. Like, Belichick style, we've always said, Belichick would fire Belichick right now. The reality well, yeah, is... Who do you think would perform better? Sorry, um, Gerard Mayo, who I think, th- could be better. Really? Like, well, yep. first you got the Belichick tree that hasn't done anything. Okay. So you think Gerard Mayo is going to walk into this situation and be better than Bill Belichick? Well, he's already in this situation, and he's car- he's coaching the best aspect of this team. Okay. And also, Troy Brown is also coaching... Which aspect? The worst? Yes. So I'm, I'm just saying, like, the, the team's obviously not good, but who, who is better than Bill Belichick? Who, you think Gerard Mayo can replace him? I absolutely. Are, I think you, are you saying, the quarterback. Are you saying who's better than the career record of Bill Belichick? No one's going to do no, that. Who's better? If you right were now. any other team besides the Patriots and you needed a coach and Bill Belichick – with Absolutely. a free agent, who would be who would be your first choice? If I have a team that's ready to win, if I have the talent and I'm ready so to any win, team. B- no, any team, no, not any team out there who needs a coach. Team. They would, if I'm the Panthers, I'm not hiring a 71 year old head coach. 
If I'm the Panthers or one of those teams, why would I hire a guy who may have two years, three years left? Like why? It's two or three as the coach. Then two or three years later, you can replace him. Right, and I'll I have mean, one like, nothing because like he's not winning. He goes to Carolina. Do you think they're going to go to the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, anything next year? No, no, not at all. But like the point so I'm to trying to get end? to is, I think the problem is the quarterback. I think okay. he just needs a decent quarterback. That's it a showed. That's a problem. That's a well, it's a major problem. Right, like and not having the quarterback. Do you but, agree that the quarterback looked better as a rookie than when Bill chose a certain direction with his career over the next two years? Oh, definitely. I think Bill has definitely made some bad decisions, but like what I'm getting at is like who is going to do better with what he has. I like think Gerard talking Mayo. about like oh Robert Kraft wanted Mac Jones and this and that, but like what's Gerard Mayo gonna do without a quarterback? He was a he was a linebacker. Well, I mean Bill Belichick like, was a nothing. Gonna do what without does that a mean? Quarterback. Oh, what, what what does that mean? A dis, that was a dismissive comment. Bill Belichick was a center at Division three. Well, yes, I understand that, but like Gerard Mayo just was disrespected a, was a an all-pro coach. linebacker. He, he was an all-pro linebacker well, in the National. I didn't football. mean to disrespect him, but how is he gonna solve? He's gonna walk in and solve the offense. I'm guessing I mean, he'll I'm have not help. taking anything away from Gerard Mayo, but he's going to walk in and do a better job with the offense than Bill Belichick. Is is Gerard Mayo a good coach? We don't know yet. And Ricky, yes. I'll thank you for the call. Well, I appreciate it very much. Ricky said yes. Ricky yeah, believes okay. Gerard Mayo's a good coach. So okay, Bill Belichick said, told me last spring. Offense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that... no, no, no. Bill Belichick just told me last spring that a good coach is a good coach when he made Correct. Matt Patricia the head of the offense. Mm-hmm. Do I think Gerard Mayo will be the head of the offense? I don't because I think he's a good coach and he'll mm-hmm. find an expert to run the offense, something Bill Belichick chose not to do a year ago. I think Bill Belichick made bad decisions. I think Gerard Mayo will make better decisions with talent, with players, with coaching staff, with communication, with motivations, some of the areas that I think Bill has been questionable at in recent years. Yeah, the offense hasn't been great the last couple of years. Let's just shoot straight on that. If Gerard Mayo were somehow to, as HC of the NEP, make the offense worse, that would be remarkable. Uh, How can he make the offense? I... You can't just say, like, oh, you need a quarterback. You know what you, you said, actually, as as Ricky was listing these things off, or rather just made mention of that, you said, among other things, I believe, yeah, you need tackles. You need. Right. You may need a new center. You need uh, complimentary. You need a third down running back, which they have ignored for years. You need young, athletic, and powerful tight ends. You need wide receivers, dynamic playmakers who can stretch the field and get open in a an Italian sports car or a phone booth. This team needs a lot. No one person is just going to grab a quarterback and miraculously turn this team around into a ten or eleven win team. My goodness gracious, folks, buckle up and be prepared. It's going to be a process. And more importantly, no one is – oh, I won't say no one. I don't know a lot of people that are, quote, wanting Bill Belichick to be fired, rooting for Bill Belichick to be fired. There's a lot of people that think he should be moved on from or fired or traded, and that's different. And I hear a lot of fans trying to attack the media. You're running Belichick out of town. You want him gone. Like he cares. What I'm telling you is Uh he's had four seasons. Tom Brady left. He's not been a contender. He made the playoffs once, three others, losing seasons. This year, he bottomed out with four wins. He had some of the most embarrassing performances of his career in consecutive weeks this season. I'm saying the performances, the kinds of things that Bill Belichick would trade a player for, cut a player for, move on from a player for, have happened to Bill Belichick's team under Bill Belichick's watch. And that means it falls in his lap And the other thing that I keep pushing back on, and I don't know why more people don't even include this in the conversation, he's old. You don't have to like it. You can call me an ageist. He's 71 years old. He'll be 72 years old this April. That is old. Right now, he and Pete Carroll are the oldest coaches in the history of the NFL, and they're they're churning along. They both want to keep coaching. I assume Pete wants to keep coaching, but they're entering uncharted waters in terms of how long old coaches can continue to succeed or for Belichick's level get back to succeeding well speaking of old coaches we just got an update in the playoffs sorry to interrupt Andy but Green Bay is officially in the playoffs we have our playoff team set there we go so now we know which seven teams we know which because the Seahawks are eliminated oh so Pete Carroll should be canned just kidding wow 
Well, they stumbled down the stretch just like the Jaguars did. They seemingly had a playoff spot locked up and enough losses down the stretch, even with that big Drew Locke comeback and that miraculous Excuse touchdown me. pass against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. They didn't do enough down the stretch as well. And I will say this before we uh, go to break, and then we'll grab the rest of the calls. Wayno, don't you go anywhere. Your voice will be heard, my friend. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to say, like, Bill Belichick continuing to coach, I cannot foresee him possibly going anywhere where it would be a program reboot, a rebuild. And All right, Bill, we need to teach. We need you to come in here and teach these guys how to win. I mean, at the age of 72, no matter how much someone's paying him, can you see him going somewhere that was 2-15 and 15 or 6-11 and 11 and saying, yeah, I can't wait to have to gut this nope. and build it from the ground? That's that's why when – what was the caller's name? I forgot. The uh, Ricky. Caller. Ricky. Ricky Rubio. Uh, when Ricky Rubio was asking me, would every would you hire him? And I said, what kind of team do I have? If I were the Patriots, I would not hire him. I don't have a quarterback. I have lots of holes. I'm a four-win yep. team. I don't know where I'm going. If I'm the Panthers, if I'm one of those teams – like. That's why I have one, I have concerns or questions about Atlanta. How good is Atlanta? Do they have a quarterback? Mm. Do they ha- like how long's that turn? I can see why they would want him. Arthur Blank, like your nemesis, you can finally get him. Maybe you know you, the guy who brought you your worst nightmare. Maybe he can bring you your dreams as well. Kind of Ooh, mentality. That's, uh, that'd be a great that's storybook. That's narrative. You and I love a good story. Yeah, but are they good? Is he is it the right place for Bill? No, he's not going there with Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. That's what I mean. So. I think it's a limited pool of teams that should and could have interest in Bill Belichick to turn them around in the next two to three years. He gets a great team that should win 10 games. They get a guy who should take 10 wins and turn it into a potential Super Bowl contender. Everybody's happy, right? That's how it should be. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. When we come back, we'll power through it all. we got so much to give you guys in the final 20 minutes of the show before we're out at 725 and throw our coverage to a game that is now not a play-in, but rather just the battle for the AFC East. It'll be the Buffalo Bills at a very dinged-up Miami Dolphins team for the AFC East on Westwood One tonight here on WEI. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEI. Every dynasty is 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 eventually it falls it goes down. You don't have you don't have Tom Brady anymore. You don't have the Gronks. You don't have the Edelmans. You don't you just don't have those type of stars right now. And now there's just such impatience in football that two two years or so that he haven't been on top, and it's like oh he can't coach anymore. I'm not a big believer in that. I do believe that you do have to evaluate great talent. Put the great talent in great positions, which he's done in the past. And if there's patience and he's still there, maybe gets around to it again. But if not, then there are a lot of other teams that would love to have. Michael Strahan from the Fox NFL pregame show today talking about the impatience from fans to owners and beyond these days in terms of letting a coach learn on the fly, developing great rosters, finding the talent you need to win and so much more. The Patriots certainly do not have enough talent on their roster, as was evidenced today and all season long, finishing 4-13 and 13 on the year. But it sounds to me, Andy, like Strahan thinks Bill Belichick can still coach, and uh, you are of a mindset that Bill Belichick will continue coaching in this NFL. Uh, just a matter of where he does so and when we find out. That's what makes weeks like this coming one so fascinating indeed. i got to get one Who more Who wants call- to tell Strahan it's been four years, not two? Yeah, that's he the goes thing. two down years. Uh, wait, what's that now? Hey, excuse me. Have yeah, you, that's the thing. Like it's it's been a little longer, Michael. I hate to say it. It's uh it's been a while. That's why you don't listen to national analysts. That's right. Stay with you your local guys. Don't listen to the aggregators. Don't listen to the national people. You stick with your local guys. They are the ones who know Speaking what's up and what's better. Of aggregators. Yes. Quick aside. The dog haven't followed story. It. Yeah, what is going on there? Yeah, it sounds like, uh, allegedly, it sounds like the guy's uh, going to be Creep. in some trouble and is not exactly, uh, not the most savory of individuals. I never trust anyone who is not willing to put their, like, name on it. How about no one who's ever actually shown you their face? That's what I mean. Like, if yeah. you're not willing to stand up and say who you are, what you are, like, all these fake people on Twitter or these aggregators that go by, like, acronyms or something, right. either be a person or don't. Like, I got, I got no... I have no patience for those people. I have no patience for those people either. The people I do have patience for would be Wayne and Southey. Fifty and Jay, my two favorite guys. Before we go on saying anything, I just want to say I hope you had a great Christmas, Fitz, in the end. 
And I hope that uh, we can find a way to get the Patriots back to being the Patriots. I want to talk about that. All right, guys? Did you hear me? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Number one, and I'm saying this, and yes, I'm praying for it, too. How about this? How about Tom Brady becomes the coach? He knows every play. He knows everything. Why can't you put him in? And he could be there for like a good you know, 15 years. And maybe we go come back and get five more things. Because I would love to see Brady. Why not get Brady? What do you think about that, Fitz? I don't think he, Wayno, he's got a 10-year, $375 million broadcasting deal with Fox coming up. I think there's oh. no way in the world he would put his reputation and especially the legacy marks that he has with the Patriots on the line for a chance to coach, no matter how much he thinks he could do, no matter how big the ego, because talking football and analyzing football for the big paydays that he would have coming forward probably would seem a whole lot more appetizing than having to come in and turn this thing around, buddy. Oh, I didn't know that, Fritz. I didn't know that. But I was just saying, you know, I, yep. I you know how I think. I got but you. What, what today was like just uh, the last, what, let's say, um, Mac had nine interceptions, correct? Uh, Zappy, I think so. Zappy had seven. Zappy was horrible. Four in just the last game he played, four, and then he threw three today. And this is the guy they want to they take out. You know what I mean? Are they serious? Mac had 12, Zappy whole... had nine. There you go. Huh? Mac had 12, Zappy had nine. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And they're not the guys. What I'm trying to say is they're not the nope. guys. They got We've been re- telling you that all year, Wayne. And rebuild from the top to the bottom. Uh, that's what we need to do. We need to rebuild mm-hmm. this whole... Yeah, defense is perfect. That. Offense, they got to do the whole... Offense is horrible. That's why he's getting hit every time. Our office needs to be better than what it was. I period. agree. End I of sentence. Period. Drop the mic. Exactly. Wayno. No, it, don't it, drop the mic yet. I want to ask you guys a couple of things. Oh Who do you well, think, Fitzy, is going to no. come in and take over? I, I think it's going to be I'm going to say this Mayo. real quick, though. I think they're going to keep Belichick. I really do. I think they're going to keep him, give him two or three. Oh, he already didn't need you tell me he had a, a three-year contract? Andy? One. one. I think he's got one year left, Wayno. He's got one year left. Yeah, I think yep. he's got one uh, He's got one year left. Lame duck that, walking. Yeah, I think he'll be elsewhere so when, next when, year. So why not let him do it next year? And then find the next guy afterwards. Let Belichick go out that way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, they may because have an idea who good. the next guy is right now. We'll see. Uh, Wayno, I got a couple things I got to catch up on. I only have six minutes left in the show. All right, real we quick. Say can I say farewell. something? Zappy, you suck. Okay? You Matt, suck. you suck. You two guys need to get together and go play games at home. Because you cannot play in the NFL. You ruined our team. Wow. All right. And on that one, Wayno, at least now you have spit the flies out. You have rid yourself of the vitriol. Please try to sleep better tonight. Everyone in Patriots Nation, get it out now so that we can start and rebuild from the bottom up and uh, try to be no, a no, bit no, more no. up. No, no, no. He said from the top down. Oh. Well, that's where rot comes from. Well, pl- but if you build things like from the top down, aren't you? don't you have a bad foundation? Aren't you like top Yeah, heavy? that's the thing. You don't, yeah. you don't really have a good foundation. All right, Andy, sure let's real quick... Uh, uh, I know we got some thumbs up and thumbs down on the day. Any that really, any you want to give some flowers to before we get to some season, any stats, the player of the game and call it a show? Well, I've already given my flowers to Ezekiel Elliott, flowers to Matthew Slater, flowers to Bryce Beringer. I thought he had a good day, handled a bad snap, um, mm-hmm. punted nine times. Yes, nine times, Ferris. Um, <laughs> 46.9 yard average. Couple in, They weren't all perfect, but nope. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, not exactly perfect conditions to kick, catch, mm-hmm. do anything in. Um, so I thought Bryce Beringer, uh, something I didn't know, had a 50-yard punt in all 17 games when he had his 63-yarder to start that? the game. So big leg, big future, not a pro bowler, but one of their better players consistently, quite honestly, this season. Um, and then the one guy I missed online, I didn't notice this. Did you know that Christian Barmore had 10 tackles? He had a couple that stood out, some real big stops, but 10 tackles is a lot for an interior defensive lineman, and I know they ran the ball all day, um, Mm -hmm. but he had 10 tackles. 
So we continue to just say uh, Christian Barmore is a uh, foundational piece. If we're building from the top down or the bottom up, either way, Christian mm-hmm. Barmore should be part of the story. Uh, real quick on the thumbs down, I don't need to get into the crowd. They were on there. Pass protection was putrid uh, from the beginning to the end. Bailey Zappi was under pressure. Jake Andrews got a start. Um, David Andrews struggled a little early. Low struggled. Quinnen Williams is just one of the dominant beasts of the National Football League. Um, Mac Jones to be a, a healthy scratch third quarterback in his final game. Certainly that's a thumb down. Uh, I shouldn't say final game. I'm presuming there. I shouldn't do that. Um, potentially his final game in a Patriots uniform. And most importantly, Bailey was not good. No. Wayne's right. He's not good. He, he's a backup. We know he's a backup. He ascended, I think, in some of our minds to quality backup, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's still a backup. For he a shouldn't time. be starting. Yep. He did indeed. And while he may be a part of the team next year, I do not think he's going to be part of the starting quarterback equation as well. Perhaps he'll bring some of the experience he had as a backup and compete in camp with a new veteran, a, a new draft pick, and more. We have plenty of time to see how that shakes out. Andy, as far as the... Season-ending stats go. Listen yeah. to this. Can you believe? Listen to this, everybody. Your team leaders on the 2023 New England Patriots. This is so. I mean, God, look, people. We need someone to come in and fix this offense so badly. Your passing leader, Mac Jones, 2,120 yards. Andy, your rushing leader. How many? Uh, we play guess them stats on the Rich Keefe show. You don't even want to guess. You know who it was? Uh, I'm gonna guess Zeke. It was Ramondre with 619 yards. Zeke did not. Your receiving leader. Zeke. Uh, Yardage-wise. Oh, I don't know. Pop Ellie, Douglas. Uh, Douglas. You know how many he had? Barely over 500. Oh, yeah. They stink. Their numbers all. Oh, my God. Fitzy, they are the God. first team in the history of 16 or 17 game schedules to not have a 100-yard receiver or a 100-yard rusher. Holy smokes. Look yep. at this. They are what the opposite huge... of, like, a fantasy oh. football roster. Remember the, a couple of years ago when Jonathan was in the box and they caught him saying, like, his fantasy stats are going to be so awesome or something? <laughs> um, yeah. He never said that once this year about nope. any member of this team. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> oh, they're so bad. It is so, like, and it's How... top to bottom. It's, I mean, 50 a... catches led your team in an NFL where people can catch, like, 150 now over yeah. 17 yeah. games. Bearman... Like, yeah, like guys like Tyreek were on their way to 2,000 yards and now probably will get 1,700-something. That's more receiving yards than almost the entire – than like the top five guys combined. Oh, absolutely. You'd have to add up like six Patriots to get there. Yeah. Awful. Zeke had 588 yards rushing. Um, let's see. Devontae Parker. Wow. There we go. 32 receptions, 388 yards. Good thing we kept him around. Didn't sign – uh, DeAndre. No, I would not want DeAndre Hopkins with a no. thousand yards and seventy-five catches or whatever. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Over/under on catches from Juju, Andy. Uh, Twenty-seven and a half. Uh, under. I'm going to say over. Barely twenty-nine for two sixty yeah. and one. It's so touchdown. bad. Oh, These are all God. numbers that should pop up in like three games, not <laughs> seventeen. Any it's other disgusting. ones you want to get to or before I want to jab my eyes out? Well, I just, to me, it was the quarterback position. And it yeah. just what sort of what Wayne was talking about. As a team, you threw for 3,300 yards Blech. in 17 games. You oh. threw 16 touchdown passes. You didn't average a touchdown pass per game in the National Football League in the year 2023. And you had a team passer rating of 73.8. Good Lord. Unbelievable. All right, Andy, now I guess because we have to, um, that's just how how we do. Time now for the Cars for Kids player of the game. Uh, just call 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's cars with a K or carsforkids.com today. And you can uh, schedule a pickup of your car or donate your car today for 2024. They'll even pick it up for you. That's 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. Uh... Boy, you got me stumped hard. I'm going to let you rock it out for us on the final one. Uh, Ceremonial. He only had one tackle. He covered nine punts. He was on the field for seven punt returns. Uh, In his final game with the Patriots, Matthew Slater, number 18 on your program, number one in your heart, uh, if you have a heart and care about special teams and leadership and all of those things. Matthew Slater is indeed a franchise legend, whether people want to accept it or not. Um, Matthew Slater, great player, great dude. Congratulations on a great career. Wow. 
I can't believe it just seems like it barely started moments ago, Andy, and that will do for another season mm. of Patriots football, but also another season of the Six Rings postgame show. Fellas, on behalf of all the audience, great job running this postgame show all year in what is an abysmal, an abysmal Patriots season. I, I will say that Hart and I gave it our best in, in agreement and disagreement. One thing we can agree on is that we gave it our all. And we hope to provide you guys with as an informative and entertaining program as we possibly could on a regular basis. So thank you all for tuning in, for tolerating, for participating, and being a part of our growing Patriots fan entertainment and information community. We won't stop here. Of course, the Six Rings and Football Things podcast continues. Just give us a subscription wherever you get your podcasts as well. And tune into Fitzy and Hart regularly on 93.7 FM WEEI. Andy, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, I do not take lightly what's going to happen over the next couple days. I'll never root for somebody to lose their job. Bill Belichick is a coaching legend. He should be celebrated for what he accomplished over 24 years, not necessarily torn down for what he couldn't accomplish in the last four. Yep, great job, Belichick. Hopefully that's not just the end, but hey, we appreciate everything you did for us. For Braverman, for Hart, for Fitzy, into the unknown we go. Fare thee well, everybody. This has been the Six Rings Postgame Show on WEI. Enjoy the rest of your night and get home safely.